I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Uh, before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. You aren't going to find anything else like it. They are our sponsors because I own three of them, and I truly believe in this machine. I truly believe in the people that work there and the product. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged, and we'll give you $400 off. Just say, Coach Collins sent me. Coach Unplugged sent me, and they'll take really, 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 really good care of you. Trust me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, you're going to want to check it out before prices increase. You know, it's just that things happen. <laughs> Coach Collins has only got so many hours in a day. Go over and check it out. It's got the roadmap. It's got everything that you need to become a better basketball coach in one stop. You know, if you're looking for clinic videos, if you're looking how to break a one three one, if you're looking how to run a zone offense, if you're looking how to, to pick an offense, if you're looking for anything, it's got it there for you as I hit my microphone. Oh, well, um, it, you know, and it also helps us pay the bills, helps us keep all these podcasts, um, the high school hoops and five minute basketball coaching podcasts and funnel down and all these things free to you. Um, teachhoops.com is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So um, we'd love if you went over and check that out and let's head off to the podcast. So Tyler, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and kind of tell your basketball journey, um, kind of where it started. And we can walk all the way through to where you're coaching now. And we can talk about some of the, some of the stuff you're doing now. And then, uh, and then we'll talk some hoops. I got some, I got some, I got about 35 questions. We won't get through them all, but I got lots of different questions to ask you. So I'm going to turn it over to you, introduce yourself, and just kind of tell people your basketball journey. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Steve, for having me on. I love this podcast, and I love a lot of what you do is teaching coaches how to coach this game that we all love. Um, but yeah, giving you a little background on me, my name's Tyler Whitcomb. I'm the athletic director and boys varsity basketball coach at West Michigan Aviation Academy. Uh, my journey is a little different. Okay, so before I, we even – I usually don't cut off this fast. So tell me the name of that school and what that means. <laughs> sure. So 
West Michigan Aviation Academy. It's a school that's very unique. It's a charter school, so it's open to the public. But it's a school that's owned by Dick DeVos, and he's you know part owner of the Orlando Magic. And basically, when he lost, when he was run for governor in the state of Michigan, he lost. He had a little bit of time on his hands, and he said, "I'm going to put my two my two true passions together, and it's aviation and uh, academics." So basically, he started a charter school where we teach kids to fly, and it started off at 80 students. Now we're at over 600. Um, and basically one third of our school goes into that route and kids get their pilot license before their driver's license. Some of them. It's an amazing. Can school. you fly? And I mean, we get, yeah. What's that? Can you fly? I cannot fly. No, aviation license. No, no, I wish it's uh, the sad thing is I'm kind of scared when it comes to that. I'll have basketball players that will, you know, be in the aviation program and they'll say, Mr. Whitcomb, please come fly with us. You know, you know, I'm just like, I don't really trust a 17 year old flying. You know, I'm just not, not there. I wish I was, but that's why you have great. Well, I'm not there. What are you talking about? I just took my 16 year old daughter out and we got up to 55. I thought my life was flashing. No, are you kidding me? Um, so is that, is, 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 is he the husband of the former education secretary? Yep. Yeah, he is. Okay. 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 I knew I recognized the name. Um, and where, where is it located? It's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. really, that's really grown. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, we're amazed by it. Cause like five years ago I came in and it was, you know, I hate to say it, but it's hard to be an athletic director and a basketball coach anymore. And I almost need it, you know, and I love basketball. So I want to coach. So it's like a perfect fit to where I can do both. It's not too big to where it's, it's impossible. And then it's, it's kind of the right fit, but it's a, it's a very unique school. It's, um, we also have an engineering department that stemmed through the University of Michigan, and we teach 17 engineering classes from like biomed to aerospace engineering. And it is, uh, we have teach 13 classes that aren't taught at any other high school in the United States. And it's just, and so what, if I, if I live in Grand Rapids, I want to go to that school. How do I go to that school? You just apply. You just apply by February 26. We have a lottery system. Oh, it's if a lottery. Okay sibling in there you're, you're automatically grandfathered in but we do a lottery system on march 5 and there's a waiting list for kids that don't get in and we just you know we just put you in as, and what, as you and is it is it is it k through 12 um nope it's actually just 9 through 12 just 9 through 12 just a high school yep. interesting yep. okay perfect all right keep going i'm sorry it was just it's just it's probably one of the more interesting names i've seen for high school so that's why i knew there had to be a backstory i didn't know what it was oh but. yeah no, and it's, yeah. it's unique in the fact, too, is so this fall, we won three out of the four sports that were offered in our conference, and, and our total GPA for all the sports was a 4.1. So, I mean, ah. it's, yeah, it's nuts. We get, I mean, the academics are really stressed at the school. It's just and amazing. And do kids want to go into the military or they want to be commercial pilots? Kind of both. It's um, It used to start off just military, but now it's it's honestly starting to favor more towards commercial um as the years go on let's it's, hope, let's hope commercial flights are still around in three years it's like oh my gosh i know i know yeah <laughs> no one's flying but uh, it's, okay it's unique it's a, it's yeah i love that okay so go back to but, your go yeah, back to, so, I, yeah, yeah no sure sir sure sorry so yeah, i no. started off at kalamazoo community college it's uh uh junior college in kalamazoo it's about 40 minutes from grand rapids I coached under Coach Schiltz, Dick Schiltz. He's in the Hall of Fame. He was Western Michigan's coach back when Magic Johnson played for Michigan State. So this is a long time ago. Well, I, trust fired. me, I have a, my, my wife's aunt lives in Kalamazoo. 
that's oh. one of her places and so i've 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 driven by that i've driven by that i swear i've driven by it but anyway go ahead yeah yeah it's a, it's a nice campus you know the and kalamazoo he, promise he don't you have fired. the kalamazoo promise like every kid that yeah. graduates gets to go to college yeah. yeah gets to go to college. yeah i know Derek jeter's behind that because he grew up at he went to kalamazoo central um yeah so it's a unique uh, greg jennings went there to Kalamazoo Central as well, so they get a lot of uh, a lot of athletes. Isaiah Livers, that's at Michigan. He uh, he went to Kalamazoo Central as well. But there's a lot of backing in the Kalamazoo area. Um, but yeah, so he got let go and he was devastated and he ended up staying. He was like, you know what? I'll be the athletic director and basketball coach at Kalamazoo Valley. And you know, he didn't realize that he was going to be there for 30 years and win almost 700 games. So right. that was the guy <laughs> under. Yeah, and then the girls' coach was terrific too, Coach Welch he's in the hall of fame and he's won a national title there. So I just had those two at a young age, you know, I was kind of the behind the scenes guy. And then, you know, from there you, you start, you know, I was, cause back then it was girls and boys were different times of the season. So I was very fortunate to where I could coach girls and then boys and then AAU. So I was pretty much coaching year round from the age of 22 to about 25, 26. Well, think um, of all that. I mean, that basically accelerated you when you got all that in. It's like, holy it cow. Did. Yeah. yeah. And you don't know, you don't know at that age, you know, you're just kind of learning as you go and you're, you're trying to, you know, get advice from other people. And, you know, yeah, years I think late- back to my early twenties when I was just like, Oh, I'll coach that. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. I don't have anything else to do. I'll do that. It's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I mean, honestly, I'm one of those guys, I'm such a basketball junkie where I'm sure you are too. I would coach all the time, but it's now I have a family and it's, you know, it's a little bit harder to do them kind of things that you enjoy all the time. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I did that. And then I was, it's kind of strange as I was the youngest professional sports owner. I, I bought a team called the Grand Rapids Flight. And when I say I bought a team, like I was broke at that time. I just scrunched five grand together to put the money down on it. Then I raised money to start this. But it was a IBL team and we owned the Grand Rapids Flight and I formed an ownership group. And, you know, we had some good, we had Ed McCants from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We ended up getting some pretty good players for that level. Uh, we even had Sun Ming Ming, the tallest player ever at one time. Um, and then we started a second franchise the next year, the Holland Blast. And out of the 29 teams, we had both teams in the final four. So we had a lot of success early, but it's kind of that honeymoon phase with minor league basketball. As you know, it just doesn't stick around for whatever reason. It's people get bored of it and then it goes down to where, you know, you're just barely surviving. So we got out of it right at the right time. And and then I, it gave me the opportunity to get back into coaching, and I started coaching a varsity girls team at Tri-Unity Christian. Uh, it's a school where Chris Kamen played uh, his high school basketball at, um, played there or coached there for a couple of years, had some success, loved coaching girls basketball. Um, and then, you know, at that point, my kids were getting older, and I wanted to coach some youth football and be around my kid more. So I stepped away, and then the next year I got kind of pumped back into the school system that my son was at. So I just kind of started off as a JV coach. And, and where was um, that? Uh, Granville High School. It's actually I keep name I keep name dropping, but Devin Booker went there. We've had okay. a lot of pretty good players in the area before he moved to. And then where was that located? It was in Michigan. Yep, in Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the story behind Booker is he was all, he was in Grand Rapids until sophomore year. Then he moved with his dad, I think to Missouri or Mississippi, one of the two where he played high school ball. Okay. But then, yeah, I coached there, loved it. Um, I was kind of one of those late guys, but getting your college degree, I have four kids of my own, got my college degree. 
became an athletic director and went over to West Michigan Aviation Academy. And I've been, this is my fifth year as the athletic director and my fourth year as the boys varsity basketball coach. That's awesome. And do you see yourself staying there? Yeah, I actually really love the atmosphere. So I, I, it's one of those, you know, it's a rare school to where will we ever get a ton of basketball talent? No. And it was always my dream to coach this big time program, but now it's the older I get. It's, I just enjoy giving back to the game, being around it, learning all the time. And I just love these kids. Like I love their, how they, you know, put academics first, they're intelligent kids. You can run a different bunch of different stuff so we can throw 20 sets at them. Well, you can't do that at every other school. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, a lot I, I, uh, they, I've done some interviews with, um, uh, well, I've had, I, I went to Dartmouth and my, some of my players went to Dartmouth and anyway, doesn't matter. And my son's going to a little Ivy, which is Middlebury. Anyway, I've interviewed some of those coaches in that league. And I said, yeah. you guys have the best league ever in division three, because you got smart kids that can play. Yep. Oh my goodness. Like now division one, like the Ivy's a little different because they're division one and blah, blah, blah. But you know, you, you know, the NASDAQ or the little Ivies is like, wow, that's like the perfect mix, you know? Um, yep. And that's what you have. I mean, you have smart kids, smart kids, and they yeah. can play basketball, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's just fun being around. Like you can throw different stuff. It's, you can talk to them. Like I said, in the beginning of practice, you can sit and have a meeting with them. They'll tell you what's going on, what's working, what's not. Can we change this up? It's kind of fun. Um, but also you'll run into your challenges a year. Cause we always try to play up a little bit and, You'll play a team that you just you have no. And now how do they do the flying? Does that cause proper problems with practice? It can. It has in years past. Um, just because you know they'll have, they'll have a flight that day, and it's you know you're building everything up to games, and you know it's hard if a kid misses a practice, it's tough to you know what he misses that day. It could be a, you're scouting a team for your next game, or right. you know I remember that first it was kind of a challenge. Then I started getting a little bit more. Um, creative with it so like if i knew what when their flights were um we could rearrange practice with a different you know whether I'm telling be- you, nothing irritates me more than when people don't like i i remember a conversation last year with my one of my guys and it's like well i gotta go do this visit or i gotta go i go you can't tell me the day before like if you'd have told right. me four three days ago i would have we could have practiced in the morning I can make things, I can pr- switch with the girl. We can make things work if I know. Nothing irritates me more than that. It's right. Like, and it's like, I try to like, hopefully we have a good enough relationship where they can t- talk to me. I think they're scared. I go, I will work with you, but I can't work with you if I don't know. That is <laughs> that is true. And it's funny as some kids, you'll get some kids that are just excellent at communicating. And then you'll have some that their mom will email me 10 minutes before practice. And I'm, you know, and I'll set them aside like, hey, this is not acceptable. You know, I mean, what happens is what I tell them is like, all of a sudden you've decided to do this. Well, that's your decision. Great. I understand. But the kids that are here are going to play because they're here. Like I'm going to, I'm going to reward the kids that are here. Now I would have worked with you if, you know, um, but I mean, oh my gosh, I know I can't, I can't. It's one of those things. It's like, just drives me bonkers. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We had a kid two years ago that, went and had his eyes tested the day of a major game in our conference, which I still can't believe this happened. And right before the game, he tells me he can't play. And our, di- they're dilated. Yeah. So our game plan was him being the top of our one, two, two, cause he's six, four. And we kind of changed things up. I'm just staring at him like, this is 
it's incredible. So, you know, at that time I didn't want to, I wanted to focus on the game, but that next day I brought him and his mom in and just expressed to him like this, this can't ever happen again. This is crazy. And right. the sad thing is we hit a three pointer at the buzzer and lost because it was after the buzzer. We lost by three. Oh. And if, with him, I'm being serious. We played them late because they're in our conference. We played them later in the year with him in the lineup when we ended up winning by like 17. So, yeah, it was tough. That's why coaches don't have any hair right there. That's like... <laughs> right. right. <laughs> That's... And he's one of my top flight students. Like, he's a smart kid, too. I'm just like, how does this happen? But... Uh, all right. So, tell me a little bit about your coaching philosophy, if you sure. could describe it. Yeah, so when I first started off, I, you know, I was coached under, you know, Coach Schiltz, and he was kind of a slow it down, execute in the quarter court, which, you know, the games progress differently, which it might come back eventually. But he was one of those guys as an old school flex guy, a little bit of shuffle offense. I read flex. Up. I read flex early in my career, I, too. I honestly, I still think it's all right. I like, I like the sets out of flex. Like you know what it cool. does? I'm telling you, when I had my, like some of my NBA guys or my pro guys, I yep. did it to slow them down. Yeah. Like it, that, I used it more to control than to like, okay, let's get a couple swing. Cause I right. know they can create on the weak side of that, or they can get a right. post up. So it's like, I'm just trying to slow you down because otherwise it's like, you guys, it's like, it's like blood in the water. It's like, you're like sharks with. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Blood in the water. You're just like circling. It's like, hold on, you know, slow down. Um, it does have some good things. I agree. Yeah, it's. I love running. I, we we run out of a horn set. We run just, just one version of it, just because it's it's usually hard for a team to guard that first flex cut. But then once you adjust to it, it's you know it's it's easier to guard. So we like to run it once a game, twice a game. But I like it. But he was just old school in that you know little bit of three out, two in, really pump it inside, you know. And the game it seemed like back in them days, it was predicated around your big. So you played inside out your defense was kind of, you know, force everything middle because you had a big in the middle that could take away shots. Now it's kind of starting to go the opposite where you keep the ball out of the middle and it's just a different game. But back then I was, I was, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do exactly what we did at Kalamazoo Valley. So my first 10 years of basketball, I was exactly that. Like I was that guy that slowed it down, tried to get four sides, tried to execute, um, you know, especially in the quarter court uh, defensively, you know, we really tried to guard every action we were kind of running that Mike Heidemann's pack line where no middle dead front, the post. And right. we had success with it, but the older I got, the more and more of the game, I just thought kids like to play fast. You can score better in transition. I don't want teams set up five on five. So now I'm more of a, we have basically a secondary break on makes and we have a secondary break on misses. We like to push the ball. We like to run. Well, a lot how do you quick. do? Do you have success with your secondary? We do because what we do with um, – so we run a misdirection 
where it's we have our four and our five set up on a side. We swing it to the four. He can ball screen for the one, two. And then all it is is five sets of a misdirection down screen for the three. We hit him for a shot, and we flash a guy to the middle. And we get a lot of – I know it sounds simple, but we get a lot of open looks from it. And then it kind of fits right into our offense that we're running. So on and do you number – do, do guys know who four and five are, or are those interchangeable? Yep. They uh, they're they're pretty inter- they're interchangeable on misses because you know depending on who rebounds and who rim runs, right. but on makes yeah they know exactly where they're going. We can run it on both sides. Okay, so this is a, this is this is this is intriguing to me. So I I so how would you practice that so they do that on a consistent basis? Quite a bit. I mean, it's one of those <laughs> our our made um, secondary break on off made baskets is actually. I mean, from their freshman year, I mean, they're working on this. And it's the funny thing is we can run it to both sides. And then we also have an action where we can fake it and go into the post. Um, and we run a lot of quick high-low out of it. So I love it just because it's, you know, off of a misdirection. You go down one side, you swing it, and then it's a quick pin down. Then the weak side does an action whether you can come off. I'd of love to see that. You guys send me that. I'd love to see yeah, that. I'll send it to I, you. I like swear it. it's 32 years of me trying to run a secondary with a literally a 13-year pro. I, I, it's either me or it's like, but it, you must press. It, it's got to take a quantity yeah. part of your time. It does. And I used to hate secondary, but so again, going back to my old school, I hated sets. I hated secondary. I was just a strictly four out one in motion guy, you know, now it's like, you know, now it's, I'm running 20. I love sets. So it's, it's different, but the secondary break, we really love. We have had a lot of success. What do you think? What percentage uh, have you, have you tracked what percentage you score on primary and secondary? Yep. So our primary um, was, it was right around one point per possession, which is pretty nice. Yep. Um, and then when we were slowing it down, when we were just quick hitting and it was three or less passes, our points per percentage went down. And then what's kind of weird that we figured out is when it was more than uh, four passes or three ball reversals are actually our points per possession went up. So we kind of learned our team is either quick score. Otherwise let's get some sides. And make it, the is that quick work. score in the secondary too, you think, or just the primary? Yeah, I think, well, our, yeah. So it'd be our second, it'd be our primary. Yep. Okay. So and we run it basically as our primary. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, it's, it just, it's it's, I, I, I talk, it's, it's, this is just terminology. I talk primary break is you just go and you just boom, boom. Yep. Secondary is kind of, yeah. So our secondaries, I get what you're saying. And our, so our secondary is on made, on made baskets is basically our primary. And then on miss baskets, we run basically what you're saying. Like we get the shooters out to the corner rim run. We have a trailer, that's, but that, that's, have, I love that. That's so that's a golden nugget for me is I think that's yep. like, Miss, you just go and you run your, I call them primary, secondary. Primary is just go. And then on a make, we're still breaking. We're just going to call it a secondary. Yep. We're just going to, because you're not going to get, you're not going to beat the other team down the court. Probably. Right. I've had teams that can, but um, on a make that's, I like that. I like that, that, that kind of shift of um, thought. Um, intriguing. All right. Yeah. I'm writing some notes. We run, we run some weird. No, we we run some weird uh, comeback action. We call it the ricochet, which I have no idea what we call it. But basically, the rim runner, if he doesn't get the ball within so many seconds or if it doesn't get to his side, he comes back. We pass him the ball, and we go to a dribble handoff out of it. Or we run like a drag screen. You know, like if the trailer is coming, he can drag screen it to get our 
our point guard going downhill. Um, but what it all think of the, what do you think of the ball, all the ball screens happening at the high school level now? It's, it makes you prepare differently. Like, I mean, a lot of our, we're practicing all the time on how to guard the ball screen. We actually put in a ball screen continuity offense, like Oregon's women, just because we see it so much and we want to be able to defend it. And, and it's actually, it works solid. It works good for us. It's just my philosophy is a little different than that. Typically. Like I like to see down screens, how to guard a pin down or how to guard a flare screen. I think there's more to the game. Um, What's your you thought know, on just, switching everything? Yep, yep. And it's and it's it's pretty easy to guard now that you're seeing more and more ball screen stuff. Where, you know, right now we're just switching everything and then we're tagging the roller. And it's it's honestly it's not that hard to guard. Um, it's but not. And know. here's my issue with it. Here's my issue with it. First of all, high school kids can't. There's they can't pass the the roll is hard enough pass for them as it is, yep. and then. And then, I, and then the coaches always come back. Well, it's the mismatch. It's the five nine point guard. I go. Well, how often do they post up the five nine point guard? Right. And then, how often do they score on it? And how often is the pass good enough to actually get it to them? Like, you know. Oh no, it's true. We so in ours, we'll try to do that. You know, when it, the ball gets reversed, and we try to go that high low action out of it. And I mean, like you said, you're absolutely right. Like how often does it happen? Maybe twice a game total. Maybe. And maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. And it's like, right. is it really worth that? Because if you don't switch it and don't do the other stuff, here, what we're thinking of doing is doing a lot of switching next year, because I yep. think it's something I can just take off the, we can just teach it. And now I can work on something else. Like I'm yep. not worried about like, are we stepping over or how we, how we, def- no, you're switching this and here's how we're going to do it. Maybe we'll double sometimes, do some other things, but this is what we're doing with the ball screen. Done. Right. Like, yeah. And it's funny is you teach, you teach your guard to really battle down low and dead front. And you have that backside help. It's believe it or not, they can actually guard the post a little bit. And, right. And they take yeah. it personal. Like the, especially the five, nine point guard takes it personal. Like, what do you mean? They're, you know, it's, I know, I, I agree. I, I just think it's one of those, um, it's just one of those things that, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's. We started half, you know, the one problem I ran into when we were running ball screen continuity, if you didn't have the right player coming off that ball screen, they would blitz it and trap it and he would turn it over. So what we started doing is instead of being free throw line extended, we were bringing it up a little bit. And then our reversal guy was coming up to the NBA range just so we could get that automatic reversal. But, but a lot of times, I mean, we didn't, it's sad as we just basically put the offense in to stop it because we see it so much right Uh, you know and then defensively too what we do is we see a lot of dribble drives so we start everything now it's different but we start everything kind of in the gaps or a pack line and then once it gets to a side then we try to keep it there and we'll deny i know that's what we're that's what we're doing i think that's what we're gonna do and we're actually gonna do that a little bit out of a zone is our thought too um how do you how do you do that? Explain that. I'm kind of interested. You do it out of it like a two, three or a matchup and you just keep yep. them on the side and it's the same yep. thing. And you push them to that short corner yep. and, and it's a matchup, but it, it, it's one of those we're, we're working on it right now. I, I wouldn't, I would say it's like 70% where we want it to be right now. This is what yep. happens when you're not coaching. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I just think, it's, I think the yeah, rotations that's... will be, here's my issue. Cause we've run, yep. we've won pushed is, the rot- the rotations will be the the amount of space they're going to have to cover will be smaller yep. in the matchup. 
You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. it's that road, it's that not that first rotation, but that second one, and they're a half a step short, and that's what kills you. And there, and I think a matchup zone will take care of that. I do. Um, if you keep yeah. them on the side. Um again, then you it's a work in progress. It. I would say it's not like yeah. it's not where I want where I where I would want to share it with anybody at this point, but right, I'm working right. on it. Um but we saw you know, like the notes lately on the um, lock left defense by Dave Smart or by Tyler Costin from right. Point Grid College. We kind of stole a little bit because you can shrink the court where it's, I wouldn't call it, we don't force it left or right. So basically it's just lock whatever, whatever side it goes to. Well, because if the ball Does, goes to Do the they wind, lock it only to the left? They lock everything yeah. to Everything yeah. goes left? Yeah, and it's really unique. It's, it's nice. They shrink the court. And they said even if they have lefty players, it's just that they'll still lock it to the left and it's just basically to shrink the core. Yeah, I think and, it's easier to lock it to a side. If it's on the right side, you just me too. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, again, they're yeah. getting more complicated because they don't coach the kids. You and I coach every day. It's right. like, I got them for three months. What are you talking about? Like, I can't, I gotta, I gotta pick. That's the issue with some of that stuff. In my opinion yeah. is like on paper, like with, with Rick and read and react. I said, Rick, I can't teach them 37 layers. <laughs> Right. I just can't do it. Like, yeah. I mean, and I coach, I coach division. I mean, I don't have enough time with them. Like right. that's know, the issue with some of that, like lock left and all that stuff. It's like, it's all yeah. good, people, but until you do it. Yeah. The read and react. I liked it. Just, I didn't like the, the cut, the first layer. I didn't like the cuts out of it. Cause it was, it seemed like when teams only could get to that one or two layers, all they were is a, you know, basically a cutting team, you know, and it's, I don't oh, yeah, it's it's hard to get him past that first first yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it is but I it like is. the reading rack. yeah it was I, it had some well, good players too it's got it, yeah yeah no pun intended it really does uh yeah. what uh what do you do how do you how do you structure practice so we come in every day we we sit down and talk you know kind of go through yesterday's because we'll watch film on I don't watch a lot of film but I watch a little bit on practice just to kind of see you know, their body language, see if they're paying attention, who's working hard, you know, maybe a couple of actions. He was really screening on certain angles and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about it, you know, about effort. And then we get right into practice. We start every day with a uh, shooting drill. It's called run and gun. And it's just basically, it's a time thing. It's four minutes and you're getting up the court shooting jump shots and laying it in. And we have to get so many in a minute or four minutes. Then we run it off if we don't get it. And typically if right now we're not allowed to have contact, but typically if they got the goal, we would play for five minutes. So we just turn it right into a live game because they earned it. Well, what do you, what can you do in, in Michigan now? Right now it's no context. So it's, it's all like for teaching, everything's five on zero. So it's, it's actually crazy where like when we're teaching our offense, we're putting five chairs up to be defense. When we're teaching our defense, we're actually just basically. Our, I'll, I'll beat you with our County. The teams that are playing in our County, 10 kids can't be within six feet of each other. Oh geez. So what do you guys, you just ball? Well, I'm not, I'm, we're not, we're not playing. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're not playing, but the people that in our County that are playing can't yeah. pr- basically, you can't practice in County. Yeah. So they have to leave County to play and to practice. Yeah. I know we're, I'm hoping that it changes this week. I mean, first of all, it's supposed to contact was supposed to be allowed Monday and then they pushed it back to February. So when, when, when does tournament start for you guys? It's supposed to be March. They pushed that back to like March 17, 18. That oh, week. they pushed it back. Okay. But now they're talking about, well, now if we start February 21, I don't, I think we'll be able to get 10 games in at the most and then just go yeah. right into the tournament. 
that's a that's, that's what it's more, looking like yeah because we have two really good seniors which would be fun to have them go out with a bang you know and be I able know. to really but it so, is what it so is. going back to what we were talking about before sure. with the um with the lock left thing and stuff so yep. what percentage of practices offense defense how do you do that like oh, how sure. do you break that piece those pieces up we kind of flip. That's what I'm talking about with like the yeah. lock left. It's great, but that's going to take yeah. a big chunk of my time. Yes, it does. So, I mean, bottom line is we get two hours a day. We try to do at least 40 minutes of shooting because it's a loss. So you need to be able to shoot the ball. Um, we do about 30 minutes of defense, sometimes more, just depends. Then the rest is skill development and offense. Um, every day I, we, we start off too after the run and gun, we do bigs and littles. We break them up kind of put them through building blocks of, you know, them fitting into our offense. Then we get them back together, maybe do a shooting drill. Then we really hammer home the defense, whether it's, you know, like we talked about four on five, or we'll do the whole progression from one-on-one all the way up to five on five. And then it's um, depending on time. We don't usually spend too many minutes on it, but we like to do a lot of one-on-one defense just so we know how to guard people. Um, Hey everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, Jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.